It is Mackling and McGarry. McNabb is once again on Connecting Winnipeg today, and she'll be on Connecting Winnipeg for the rest of the week. By the way, six degrees at the airport. So Woo! 12 at the Forks, six at the airport. Chilly start. I debated, uh, do I wear a jacket today, or I, I'm wearing like a, my King's Head vest, and I, I feel like I made the wrong decision. Should have worn l- long, longer sleeves? Yeah, should have worn longer sleeves. Yeah, I've got a long sleeve shirt and a hoodie here. I went back and forth. I've been taking it off, putting it on. I think I got to put it on again. It's cold in this studio again. Oh, that's right. Mackling's in the ice box. <laughs> so I want to get right out uh, with this here because there was an announcement yesterday uh, that a major infrastructure uh, promise as it pertains to. Uh, a couple of the busiest roads in Winnipeg, one of them right in your backyard, Mr. Mackling. Yeah, that's right. Scott Gillingham, candidate for mayor, says that if he's elected to that position, his priorities would include completing Chief Pegwis Trail at least to the west to Route 90, because I think those of us that live in the northeast corner of the city know that it deads, dead ends at La Jumodiere and it probably should continue into Transcona and, and connect, connect somehow to Plessis, but that's probably long after I'm gone. Uh, but <laughs> the idea of connecting Chief Pegwis Trail to Route 90, I know there are a lot of people who live in certain parts of the city that are going to go, what do we need that for? Well, Chief Pegwis Trail in its now existence from Lage to even to Henderson Highway, Brett, I can't imagine going back to the days when you had to navigate through North Kildonan from where I live to Henderson Highway via Springfield Road. Yeah. You know, that, that's a residential street. It might be a regional residential street, uh, but it was a nightmare. And so the idea of going back, uh, no chance, Sundance, would I go back? And the idea of having that uh, genuine, honest east-west connector on that side of the city, I think, is critical for transportation. And then Route 90. This is this is one where, I, you know, the widening of Keniston, I get it. I drive down there. But I always ask the question, well, two questions, actually. Could we not be doing something a little bit differently, more innovative at those intersections at Academy uh, at Tuxedo, at Cordon, at Grant, in order to facilitate more cars using, you know, the, the two lanes in each direction, maybe widening it here and there. But ultimately, what are they going to do with Route 90 south of Ikea, all the way to the McGilvery, uh, McGilvery Road, and then to the Bishop Grand and Flyover? Because that's as bad as that stretch on Keniston between Taylor and Academy. So once that gets done, then what's going to happen with that other stretch that remains two lanes in each direction? So you're, so right now there's a bottleneck and then it opens up a bit and then it's back to a bottleneck. So That's if you right. take out one part of the bottleneck, you know, the, 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 I guess the suggestion is we might have an even tighter bottleneck further down the road because well, there might be more cars trying to use the road. It might not. It's definitely not going to get any better. Yeah. It's definitely not going to get any better. So if this is a $500, six, $700 million project uh, in that stretch through River Heights, uh, what's it going to be south of Ikea? That's the question I have on that front. But I know what you're asking in terms of Chief Pegwis Trail. I, I think it's something that needs to be done. I also believe there has to be uh, active transportation, as has been done in conjunction with the extension between Henderson and Lage. I want to see more of that. I want to see more of that everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, but can we afford it? 
Matt Allard was on our, our show just a couple of years ago. We were talking about that Keniston project. We were talking about the Arlington Bridge project, and he said that the city basically has no room on the credit card. We can maybe do one major infrastructure project, and, and that would be it. Scott Gillingham says he has a plan to pay for this. Uh, but it, it, should it be a priority overall? I think that's the question uh, we have for our listeners this morning. Well, and feel yeah, indeed, feel free to weigh in at two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight. What major infrastructure project would you like to see? Like, for example, I maybe use Chief Peguis Trail once a year, twice a year, but doesn't mean I don't see the value in that. Like, I remember when I first rode the the updated version of the trail, the trail 2.0 with the extension from, it felt luxurious because as you pointed out, you had to deke around and take all these side streets and it just felt so goofy and to have this straight, to have this straight shot that takes just a couple of minutes was fantastic. So the idea of getting that extended to route 90, I think is great and would benefit uh, not just that part of the city, but I think, you know, the city overall, but others might be thinking, wow, I really wish they could figure out what to do at Marion and Archibald, for example, because I know they were looking at that and basically put the kibosh on it because it just didn't work. But man, because like Marion, I, that for me, given where I live, is the quicker, makes more sense way for me to head east to go see my dad in Transcona. But I never use it because at least, at least one in three times I'm stopped by a train and sometimes those trains sit there for 20 minutes. And isn't that the story of Winnipeg transportation overall? What is really the most efficient way for most people to go from from downtown to that east side of the city is a route that people roll the dice every time they use it. Mm-hmm. Am I going to get through Marion and Archibald without a train or am I not? And so for all the people that use it and roll that dice every day, man, I, I, I give you the salute. Yeah. And it's not the middle finger. I'm praying for you because <laughs> this, is, this is something my wife deals with every single day, taking one of the boys to school. And so instead of taking that more direct route, she kind of meanders and takes Nairn and then Archibald and then she goes, you know, as opposed to taking what's more the straight shot. Yeah. And for all the dead ends we have in our city... With regard to our major streets, they all seem to dead end somewhere. Uh, it would be nice to have something that you could get on and maybe go. Like, could you imagine going from St. Vitel Center and then getting on what is essentially this inner perimeter and jumping all the way and getting out to McPhillips and these uh, parts of the city that are being developed? If you haven't been to Northwest Winnipeg in the last four or five years, you'd be shocked at what's going on off McPhillips, north of Jefferson, all those parts of the city that uh, th- that are just, they're booming. Oh, and by the way, speaking of transportation, anybody curious? My car, it was just a blown hose. It was a cheap repair, and it's back on the road, and I am much happier today. It's Mackling and McGarry. McNabb is on Connecting Winnipeg. We have two tickets to give away for Darcy Oak at Burton Cummings Theatre, October 21st, October 22nd. Last night, the Emmys were on. The awards that honour the best in television. And as is the case every year, even for the couch potatoes who watch way more television than the average person, there are still a whole whack of shows that neither 
of us have not only not watched, but potentially not even heard of. So that's the question today. We're going to flip that around. Is there a show or even a movie that you have watched that you love that no one's ever heard of? 204-780-6868 for a chance to win. Jeff Braun, co-host of The Couch Potatoes, why don't we start with you? I picked up a movie I really like from 2007, and it's not that probably no one's heard of it, but very few people saw it, and it just does not, uh, it doesn't have the, the word of mouth, and the, it doesn't have the respect on its name that it deserves 15 years later. It's called Zodiac. It's from director David Fincher, who made movies like Seven and The Social Network, and it stars Jake Gyllenhaal, Robert Downey Jr., Mark Ruffalo, and it's about the Zodiac killer in uh, Northern California in the late 60s into the early 80s. And this uh, cartoonist at the newspaper, uh, played by Jake Gyllenhaal, and his obsession with trying to track down the Zodiac Killer. It's a gripping thriller. It's almost three hours long, but it flies by. It's uh, just impeccably made. It's a true masterpiece from one of the greatest directors uh, of our times right now. And it's just, just, just nobody ever talks about Zodiac. And it's really... I don't know, one of the three best movies of the last 20 years. So if you haven't seen Zodiac, definitely check that one out. One of the three best movies of the last 20 years? It's that good. It is an, uh, it's just a masterpiece from a guy that's got like four masterpieces. Uh, this is his best one. That's true. Everybody always points to Seven and Fight Club. I and on the David Fincher front, I really really like Panic Room. Uh, so yeah. yeah, he's got lots of great movies. Good pick, Jeff. Good pick. Poitras, what about you? Well, I, I, I'm going to choose, so I'm going to go off the little beaten path. I don't watch as much TV as I used to do, but I watch a lot of YouTube uh, channels and stuff like that. Red Letter Media, I watch for film and, and, and like television content. Mark Weems for uh, travel and food. And this guy, Alpha Investments, Rudy, down in Jacksonville, Florida. He's got some great stuff on money and investment that I He's find awesome. very interesting. Oh, yeah, you know him? Oh, yeah. Uh, no, that's great stuff. Uh, podcasts um, for history, uh, Dan Carlin and Hardcore History. That is a must-listen-to podcast. If you even have the smallest interest in history, honestly, do the best thing you could ever do and, and download the Hardcore History Podcast by Dan Carlin. It is the best thing ever. He's done World War One. He did Japan on and World War Two. He just did one on, on, on the slave trade and slavery, which is just incredible. Um, uh, so make sure you listen to that. And, and uh, movies, I got to pick Windy City Heat. If you know it, you know it. Uh, scary Perry Caravello, uh, an elaborate pr- prank they play on him. Uh, just that that's comic genius. Uh, I have to, I have to, I have to say windy city heat. If I have to pick a movie, windy city heat, I'll have to oh, yeah. look this up. Um, Mr. Mackling, what about you? Well, can I start by saying I'm, I'm a little bit sad today about the lack of success for better call Saul at the Emmys last night. I just scrolled through the list mm. a few minutes ago and I don't see a single Emmy for my friends at better call think- Saul. I think the record is literally 0 for 46 on the nomination fronts, but they uh, will be eligible again next year because the last batch of episodes came out so late. Oh, well, thank you for that. You, you've uh, yeah. you've lightened the load and uh, made my day a little bit there, Jeff Braun. Uh, Breaking Bad. <laughs> what do you mean Breaking Bad? Everybody watched Breaking Bad. Yeah, that was the problem. I started watching it way back in 2008. I think it used to come on on Sunday nights on HBO or Showcase or whatever. AMC. AMC, yeah. okay, and so I would watch it. I would watch it. Jackie would be fast asleep. I would watch it, stay up late. And, of course, at that point in time, not a lot of social media, at least I wasn't 
tremendously involved in social media at that time. So I thought it was my little dirty little secret. And then all of a sudden, everybody started talking about this great show with Brian Cranston and Breaking Bad or whatever. I stopped watching it. <laughs> you stopped watching it yeah. because it got popular. Yeah, because it got popular. <laughs> it's like, ah, enough of that. Um, for me, well, it, it, here's what's one of the things that, that I found interesting about the the advent of streaming is now on top of the hundreds of shows that are produced just in North America, we now have access to all of these shows from international shores. So we have, like, for example, a show that I've talked about before, but only a couple of people know about this, and likely because I told them to watch it. It's a show from Iceland called Trapped. I'm not going to play the rest of the clip because it's in Icelandic, and I, but I do love listening to the language. But it's it's awesome. It's um, the the I think I didn't watch it until 2017. It, the first season came out in 2015, and it's a murder mystery. It's in a beautiful setting, and it's uh, it's an incredible drama. And uh, I just love that first season. I think it's one of the most perfect seasons of television ever. The second season was pretty good. And the third season actually just debuted this past week. It caught me off guard. I've been waiting for it for months and months, and it finally dropped. It's called Entrapped. So if you've never heard of Trapped and you want something different and you don't mind, I don't watch it with the dubs. Watch it with the subtitles because they they do speak English sometimes in the show. But yeah, uh, Trapped. So there, there's mine. And Forte, what about you? Uh, for me, I, I think a lot of people have actually seen this one. Or maybe they haven't. I'm into documentaries. Uh, it's kind of what I'd like to do. Uh, so there's this one. And, uh... What do you think people imagine when they picture the Cecil Hotel? Is there a room here that maybe somebody hasn't died in? I never got used to So it's about the Cecil Hotel in L.A. and uh, the disappearance of Elisa Lamb, who was a Canadian, who went there and they found her in the uh, water tower on top of the hotel. And it was a mystery of how she get there. And there's video footage of her in the elevator and she's like freaking out. Looks like there's like a demon after her. And it's just it's really, really crazy. Really, really interesting. And uh, yeah, I don't know if uh, a lot of people have seen it. I think a lot of people have, but... Not 100% that's, sure. that's a Netflix one? Yes. Crime Scene, The Vanishing of the Cecil Hotel? Yes. I think when it, when it debuted, it was one of their top trending shows, but part of the problem there, and there's another thing. There are so many true crime shows that you can watch now on all of these platforms that it's almost impossible to stay on top of it if you're into that thing. But yeah, some good examples here. Feel free to let us know at 204-780-6868, which show or movie do you watch or love that no one else knows even exists for a chance to win those Darcy Oak tickets. We'll pick a winner at 9.15. It's Mackling and McGarry. McNabb is on Connecting Winnipeg today from 10 until 12. Breakfast with the Bombers today at 7.35. We're going to speak to kicker Mark Leggio. Mark Leggio will join us. We will celebrate his successes of the past couple of weeks, including that 55-yard game-winning field goal in Regina, and ask him the last time he played in a game where he only had to punt the ball once yeah. in the entire game. So uh, Legs joins us in about a half hour's time. Crime and public safety have been at the forefront of the conversation as we head towards the civic election October 26th. Case in point, text from John. I'm a police officer downtown, and every time I walk out to my truck, I wonder, what'll it look like? Will my windows be smashed? It's a horrible feeling. So that discussion will continue. For all the issues we deal with, 
on a day-to-day basis, there are questions about vision for the future. What does Winnipeg look like in 20, 30, 50 years? What is our plan to get there? We know there are dramatic infrastructure deficits for sewer and water services. Our roadways in and around the city aren't up to standard on so many fronts. We remain the largest city in Canada without light rail transit or at the very least plans for it. And some remain allergic to the idea of implementing quality, connected, active transportation routes. Yesterday, several large-scale promises from mayoral candidates. Glenn Murray promising to electrify the city's entire fleet of buses and then implement the transit master plan by 2030. Jenny Motkalek promising sewer and water to Centreport in order to keep the momentum from that development moving. And Scott Gillingham is promising to widen Keniston Boulevard and complete Chief Pegwis Trail through to Route 90. Plenty of layers to all those promises made. President of the Manitoba Heavy Construction Construction, pardon me, Association is Chris Lawrence joins us now. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for uh, joining yeah. us. Your members obviously will ultimately be responsible for building any of the physical infrastructure for these projects. Does your organization have any influence on what projects are prioritized and, and eventually move ahead? No, our our focus as an association primarily is to persuade governments to accept that growing the economy is their number one job. Without a growing economy generating investment jobs and revenues to governments, we're not able as a society or any level of government to fund programs that ultimately shape our quality of life. So the number one priority for us has always been and continues to be to advance policies that grow the economy. We seldom engage in suggesting which project should or should not be uh, identified as a priority, save and accept where it falls into that category of this will help the economy grow. Now, you're a former city councillor, longtime president of the Western Canada Road Builders and Heavy Construction Association. You keep tabs on what's happening elsewhere. Are we keeping up here? Uh, I don't think we are, and and I'm frustrated as a Manitoban watching other jurisdictions move ahead and make investments in their core infrastructure and transportation in particular. Uh, We're frustrated that we don't see the federal government recognize the importance of national trade gateways and corridors uh, to to our economy. In Manitoba, for example, 55% of our GDP is tied directly to trade. That's roughly... 200,000 jobs, roughly 70% of the GDP in Manitoba is in the capital region. So making investments in trade gateways and corridors keeps the economic activity going and attracts investment. And Centreport is a classic example. I have to get this off my chest, Chris. I was in Regina for the Labor Day classic a couple of weekends ago yep. and and drove the new bypass uh basically their, their second perimeter because they already have a ring road it doesn't go all the way around regina uh neither the ring road nor the nor the uh bypass but it does a tremendous job of keeping that heavy traffic uh that transportation uh that's destined for other places uh off the roadways in regina and i guess there's a, a two-headed coin there but i i contrast that with what happens when i come home to winnipeg and i hit headingly and there's that extremely long stretch of 70 kilometer an hour roadway with multiple traffic signals uh, only to hook up with the perimeter highway and we've discussed this endlessly the the traffic signals on the perimeter highway but then the other part of of that conversation that baffles me is coming up from 
from the United States and you hit St. Norbert and it's a similar yep. situation. Bypasses it is bypasses around both St. Norbert and Headingley sh- should be on the table, should they not? They absolutely should be and it's a combination of provincial priority and shared priorities between the city of Winnipeg, the province of Manitoba, and the federal government. Chief Pegwis extension is long, long, long overdue. Imagine what would be the case in South Winnipeg if you didn't have the Sterling Lion Parkway, if you didn't have Bishop Grandin, if you didn't have Taylor. You'd have no ability to to uh, develop contiguously. You'd have no ability to develop in an orderly manner. Chief Pegwis Trail is fundamental. It's critical to moving people to jobs, products to market, and keeping the heavy commercial truck traffic on streets designed to carry that level and weight of traffic. It is a system of transportation which has long been planned and it has been ignored. Chief Pegwis Trail reminds me of Churchill. We know it's there, but we choose to ignore it. And the northwest part of the city should not be ignored. Chief Pegwis needs to be built. It needs to be built for our economy. It needs to be built to support Centerport Canada, which has already attracted $1.5 billion of private sector capital without any public sector dollar incentive because it provides the better, cheaper, faster option for global trade. That's what we should aspire to invest in. Chris Lawrence, president of the Manitoba Heavy Construction Association, joining us live on 680 CJOB. Chris, we'll leave it there. Thank you very much. We appreciate it, sir. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Feel free to weigh in on what you've just heard at 204-780-6868. And again, our question of the day at cjob.com. We put up four common examples uh, from the infrastructure wish wish list. Which one matters to you? Extending Chief Pegwis to Route 90, widening Keniston, Marion and Archibald underpass, or replace the Arlington Bridge. Cast your vote, cjob.com. We've also put it on Instagram. We'll get it on Twitter as well soon. And that's at the Forks at the airport. It's four degrees. That hurt saying it. I we go through this every year. We know it's I know, coming. I know it doesn't make it any less painful. <laughs> no, no. I want it to be nice today. Uh, so we're asking you at two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight a couple of things this morning. Uh, which major infrastructure projects would you like to see, and which? TV shows or movies do you watch, do you like, do you love that no one else has ever seen on the infrastructure thought? Kevin says, my take on widening Keniston, if it is widened, I believe it will do next to nothing to improve the flow of traffic because there are too many intersections on that stretch. So you'll have three lanes of cars stopped at a red light instead of two. Sort of what I'm saying. When we were talking earlier, uh, you never hear about, and and maybe I'm wrong on this, but I, I've been listening to Justine's traffic uh, updates on this show for going on uh, five and a half years now, and I don't ever recall her talking about a lineup stretching from Grant and Keniston on Grant, say, heading eastbound in towards the downtown that stretches for miles there doesn't ever seem to be a problem east or westbound Grant, east or westbound Corridon that we talk about. I just think those intersections could be used differently. That That's me. What, but what do I know? I'm just a dumb guy.
Come on, talking now. on the radio. It just it just seems odd that they can't maximize the the capacity of uh, of of Route 90 as it is. And and maybe yeah, they need some places for for uh, buses to stop and and uh, some active transportation there. But I think those those intersections are totally key to it. I think that's a great text message. And on the TV show front, Derek suggests something called Undercover, a 2019 Belgian Dutch. Dutch language crime drama streaming television series. It's a must watch. Love this show. If you get a chance, don't hesitate. You will be invested and it'll be time well spent. Derek, if you could let us know where you can watch that. And by the way, another recommendation to download a great app. It's called Just Watch and it will tell you where you can find most TV shows or movies where you can watch them either for free or for rent. It is Mackling and McGarry. McNabb is on Connecting Winnipeg, and we are going to talk about if you have a, a membership to this particular organization, there is a relatively new benefit you might not know about, and we wanted to learn a little bit more about it. But before that, reminder, we've got a $50 gift card to give away for Popeyes in our next segment, and then at 9.15, we're giving away tickets to see Darcy Oak at the Burton Cummings Theatre, and we're asking you about shows that you have seen that you like that maybe no one's ever heard of, like Kevin who says, Dead Like Me, great show. Mackling, have you ever heard of Dead Like Me? Dead Like Me, uh, yes, I, I, I'm, I'm positive I saw that. I watched this with my dad and my sister, actually. It was on for a couple of seasons, and then I think they did a movie uh, to wrap it up. But it was about, about a young woman who's walking down the street, and she gets killed when a toilet seat lands on her that fell out of an airplane. Yes. And uh, she becomes a reaper. So she and uh, the, her group of three or four other people, they can they 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 walk around as though they're normal people, but it's actually their job to just go around and collect souls, and it's kind of a, a sort of a black comedy, and they, how they're all just trying to navigate their new existence, how they're still on the planet, but. Like, if, if you were to come back as this Reaper, you actually enter a different body, so no one knows it's you. Right. So it's sort of like, it's funny, but it's also super tragic. Yeah. How would you navigate that? Yeah, so. anything with Mandy uh, Potemkin is uh, on my list of stuff to watch. Yeah, he was great in that, although he left after two seasons because he uh, was a notorious diva uh, for working on television projects earlier in his career. I think he's finally settled down a little bit. But yeah, he was like two seasons, and then he said, that's it. I'm oh, out so he wasn't in the movie? No. Okay, so no, I don't have to watch the movie. <laughs> Are you just boycotting it? No, yep. if he's not in it. to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, looks like that's on Tubi, by the way, or you can rent it on Apple uh, TV. So I'm on the phone yesterday. With CAA to get a tow truck to come get my car and take it to the shop. Uh, if you missed it yesterday, by the way, Sunday afternoon, driving home, two blocks from home, smoke slash steam just starts barfing out from under my hood. Uh, got the car home, thankfully. Uh, looked like I sprung a coolant leak. Turned out to be just a blown hose, so it was a cheap repair. But anyway, phone call, CAA. While I'm on the phone, she says, oh, and in case you didn't know, we now offer... I can't remember how she worded it, but it was along the lines of 24-7 medical guidance with a service called Maple, which is new as of this year. So I says to Greg, did you know about this, Mackling? I did not, absolutely did not. I know that CAA memberships have some 
extraordinary uh, benefits and things on uh, discounts on things that you may never have imagined. Jackie and I were at Polo Park the other night, and she bought something at Arutzia, I think is how you say it. And, and somebody said, no, that's not where it was. I'm going to say the wrong place. Jackie bought something, <laughs> and they asked if we had a CAA membership, and we gave the membership and got like an extra 10% discount. Nice. So I was surprised about this. But this this is a lot more important in my mind than a 10% discount. So it's a partnership with a service called Maple. So we figured, hey, even though it's been around for a little while, can't hurt to learn more about it because CAA membership does have a lot more benefits than just calling a tow truck. So Shosh- go ahead, Greg. Yeah, Shoshana Fruitman is VP of Marketing Operations for CAA. Good morning, Shoshana. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing really well, and I'm excited to learn more about this new CAA member benefit called Maple Virtual Care. What is it? So I'm thrilled that you found out about it. It's a new uh, member benefit that we launched earlier this year in February. And Maple is Canada's leading virtual healthcare platform. And it's a benefit for all members where you have access to either discounted or free 24-7 online um, access to Canadian licensed general practitioners for medical guidance and care. So under what circumstances would I call uh, for this service rather than 911? So definitely um, Maple Virtual Care does not replace either your your regular family doctor, your existing care, or 911. For an emergency, always call 911. But what this is is a really convenient service where um, if you need a prescription refill but can't uh, get you know a hold of your doctor or after hours if you're looking for some guidance or you're looking for a referral to a specialist um, at an extra cost that can be provided but we're really seeing that a lot of our members are using it as a great backup um, and complement to their regular medical care for things that either um, are off hours or you know, don't necessarily require a full visit into the doctor, then this can be a really great alternative. I don't know about you. I've got young kids without fail. They always get sick in some way, you know, the moment the doctor's office closes on a Friday. So I've done many calls into Maple where within 10 minutes, I'm able to uh, describe my symptoms, get connected with a general practitioner who can say, you know what, you know, just treat the fever and and uh, check back with your doctor in a couple days. Or, you know, they probably need a prescription for this. Let me send that in for you. So it's a really great complement to existing medical care that provides wonderful convenience. And for those people who maybe don't have a regular family doctor, what great um, peace of mind that this provides as a backup option for those moments that aren't an emergency but do require um, some consultation. Boy, oh boy, that list of people who don't have a regular family doctor. We know not just in Manitoba, right across the country, that list is growing. And it's bothersome, isn't it, Shoshana? You mentioned having kids, and my kids are, are a little older now. They're, they're 16, but there's still situations where I wouldn't mind having the ability to talk to someone who's an expert in the field. Do I need to take them to emergency? Because we know emergency rooms are are jam-packed. So you really want to be careful and, and make that that decision with a clear head as to whether or not it merits a visit or is there something like this virtual care that might be able to give us uh, some ideas that we might not have otherwise thought of? Absolutely, exactly. And it's super easy. There's an app. You can also access it from your desktop. 
Um, and depending on your membership level with CAA, um, a basic member gets a 20% discounted rate, and the rates are quite reasonable regardless. Um, but our plus and our corporate members get two free general practitioner consults per year, and our premier members get five free consults, and those can be used for anyone in your family. So the key is to just register and create your account before you need it. So if you're a member, you go to getmaple.ca slash CAA, and it's a couple steps to enter your membership card number, and then you're ready to go for whenever you need it. And you mentioned these doctors can fill, get you a prescription. So let's say, for example, I don't know, I get a sore throat on a Friday night, um, maybe a strep throat. I know I've got to go to the doctor to get a prescription, like amoxicillin or something to deal with that. But that means I might need to go to a walk-in clinic and sit there for two hours. So could... I use this service to bypass that whole product or that whole con- uh, process? Um, absolutely. I mean, I won't talk about sort of specific uh, diagnoses and whether um, which ones are best to be seen in person or not. But certainly what Maple can do is within 10 minutes, rather than, like you said, go and sit for hours at a walk-in or, or be struggling to connect with someone, within 10 minutes you can consult with a general practitioner who can advise you, do you need to uh, go in and do a throat swab in person or can they take a look and go by your symptoms and provide some guidance and direction? And really, it's, it's on average 10 minutes and you're actually speaking with a general practitioner. How long has this been around, Shoshana? Maple's been around several years. Um, we just partnered with them uh, for this member benefit earlier this year, and we're really excited about it. We've gotten phenomenal uh, response from our members just saying how great the experience is and what peace of mind it gives and how much they appreciate it. And as a company, CAA, where our mission is to keep our members safe and provide value in our members' day-to-day lives, this was just a perfect fit. And as Greg mentioned, having a CAA membership gets you a number of discounts at various businesses and services. Do you know how many businesses that I, can, that we, I could go get a discount from in Manitoba? That's correct. Um, I don't have the exact count in Manitoba. I do know we have about 124,000 uh, different partner locations where benefits can be found across North America. Um, some really top most popular ones in Manitoba that people may or may not know about yet. So we've just partnered with Shell this year and our members now save three cents a liter on all of their gas, as well as 10% off in their sea store and other things as well. And for that one, the best thing is to get the Shell app um, and enter your membership number and you automatically get all of those wonderful savings. Not to mention you can pay from in your car before you get out to fuel your car. So that's huge. Um, and we've got discounts at places like Montana's, uh, local to Manitoba, Santa Lucia Pizza, uh, many more restaurants, like you mentioned, clothing stores, other retailers. Of course, the merch at our CAA stores, uh, our Raber garbage mitts for winter are, are I hear, a top seller um, in Manitoba. So that's something members get discounts on and many, many more. Santa Lucia Pizza, I eat there like twice a month. This is going to save me a lot you of money, Shoshana. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to pay. It's probably going to pay for your membership, Brett. The amount that you save on pizza is going to pay for your membership, (laughs) let alone that toe you got yesterday. And I'm so thankful the toe that he was there within half an hour, got my car, just took it. I didn't even have to go with him, just dropped it off. Uh, So, Shoshana, thank you so much for joining us to tell us more about this. This is really fascinating and and, uh, a great benefit. Super. I think it's going to be help a lot of Manitobans. We appreciate it. 
I hope so. Thank you so much. Shoshana Fruitman, VP of Marketing Operations for CAA. Again, we were talking about this maple service, but as uh, we, we pointed out, I, we, I just learned, didn't know that San Lucia Pizza was um, was a partner with CAA for discounts. So I'm just trying to, in the process of trying to learn what the actual discount is. <laughs> <laughs> Can I go back and, uh, and uh, say, I've had the CAA uh, membership for several years. Uh, can I have retroactive discounts? <laughs> <laughs> Please? <laughs> Probably not, eh? I doubt it. <laughs> Mackling and McGarry McNabb is on Connecting Winnipeg. We have a traffic tip. Uh, what's happening on Inkster, Mackling? Looks like Inkster and Sinclair fire truck leaving the scene, according to our listener. So uh, that situation appears to have been cleared up, Inkster at Sinclair. Also, congratulations to Leslie Strawman, who won the $50 gift card for Popeyes. So Les Carter won the beer gift card from TransCanada Brewing. Yep. Leslie won the gift card Ooh. for Popeyes. We had that situation, was it yesterday, where we had Jason, or was it Friday? We had a Jason and Jason. We did? Yeah. Oh, goodness gracious, I didn't even notice. Yeah, we had two Jasons uh, who won uh, prizes with us in recent days. So congrats to Les and Leslie, and we're giving away Darcy Oak tickets in our next segment based on your obscure shows or the shows that you watch that no one else seems to have watched. Like, I want to talk about this show, but no one watches it. So uh, I appreciate the text because we're getting, yeah, there are a lot of shows where I'm like, hey, I watched that show. So yeah, we'll pick a winner on our next segment. But right now, this Saturday, the trucks will be, as Optimus Prime would say, will be rolling out. And I love how they've described this. I'm just going to read this because it's better than anything I could come up with. Join Manitoba's compassionate army of truck drivers as the nation's law enforcement community escorts the world's largest truck ride fundraising event across the nation to raise money for Special Olympics athletes and change attitudes about people with intellectual disabilities. Terry Hopkinson is with Special Olympics Manitoba and is the coordinator for this year's ride. Terry, good morning. Good morning, guys. Uh, I feel like your brothers. I listen to you guys every morning. So oh, oh, that means the world to us. You have no idea. Brett and I are both smiling ear to ear, Terry. Thank you for that. No problem. So the poster says, Truck Ride is Back. And the yep. capital letters uh, for emphasis, live and in person. How does that feel, Terry? Well, it feels pretty good because the last couple of years, uh, as you note already, it's the, the name has been changed to Truck Ride from Truck Convoy. Uh, for some obvious reasons, uh, but uh, the uh, yeah the well, the last couple of years we've had we've had virtual uh, uh, t- uh, truck rides and uh, we had just a ceremonial uh, truck convoy, if you will, uh, because of the, of the pandemic and what have you. So it's really nice to be alive and in person this year. We're hoping to get uh, 100 to 150 trucks out and. Uh, and uh, raise about $50,000 for Special Olympics. You know, I wasn't going to go there with the, the name change, but since you brought it up, uh, does that, like, when you, when you talk about, when you describe the, the army of truck drivers as Join Manitoba's compassionate army yeah. of truck drivers, you know, why, why go that way to, to make the description? Well, it's, uh, again, uh, that's, that's the PR sort of thing, but uh, it's, uh, this has been a joint venture between the trucking industry and law enforcement uh, going back in Manitoba for 14 years. And um, 
the uh, and and th- we've raised probably uh, over seven hundred thousand dollars for Special Olympics Manitoba in the last fourteen years, sort of thing. So it goes back a long way. Got, the, the truckers are very passionate about uh, supporting Special Olympics. The industry is very passionate about uh, supporting the uh, Special Olympics as well. The Tr- Manitoba Trucking Association has been our presenting sponsor since we started the convoy back in 2009 in Manitoba. Terry, I know the impact the pandemic has had on my kids' sports and their activities. How about Special Olympics Manitoba? This is such an incredibly uh, valuable program for so many Manitobans. I've got three friends that I can think of just off the top of my head who either compete themselves or their their sons or daughters compete in Special Olympics. It's it's huge. Uh, we've... Uh We've had, uh, you know, a lot of our fundraising is based on on uh, corporate sponsorships and on events. And over the last, you know, two and a half, two years, we've had, we've lost a lot of our events. Manitoba, uh, the, our biggest fundraiser is the Winnipeg Wine Festival, which is coming up this weekend, actually, starting this weekend. Uh, but, uh, I mean, uh, right there alone was a, a loss of $400,000. Uh, to Special Olympics, and uh, so our, our fundraising has been way down. We we've had to uh, we've gone we've tried to keep the athletes in 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 touch uh, with us and everything else, and we've done we've done some virtual stuff, we've done online stuff, uh, uh, activities and what have you. We just got back to doing full programming uh, in the past two months, sort of thing, and actually as we, uh, registrations are all now being complete and. We'll start programs uh, in force on uh, starting in October, sort of thing. So we'll ask you in a moment how we can participate in in the ride on Saturday. But this event uh, presented by the Manitoba Trucking Association, but hosted by the Law Enforcement Torch Run. How important is the involvement and support of the law enforcement community in this? The Law Enforcement Torch Run is an international uh, organization. Uh, actually, started by the international chiefs of police uh and it's right we, i think we're in uh, something like uh 40, 40 or 50 countries and uh, uh law enforcement uh, actually uh started the the the, the whole uh, truck ride down in down in florida actually uh a sheriff uh, from um, i think it was miami-dade police uh uh was uh, started the whole thing got the trucking industry involved and it spread across there's probably in north america alone uh, maybe 80 uh, different convoys, and um, we've actually in one year back in 2015, we actually led uh, in in North America. We had the most trucks ever in a convoy uh, at 195 trucks, sort of thing. So, but it's uh, it's huge. Uh, we'll we'll have law enforcement out in 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 uh, force on the weekend, uh, uh, escorting the convoy around the perimeter, and uh, we've got uh, support from. The, the RCMP is actually the the lead in it all, but we've got Winnipeg Police, uh, uh, Motor Carriers Enforcement, uh, the Winkler Police, Brandon Police. Uh, they're they're all participating in this. So we'll have probably about 35 cruiser cars out there helping us uh, get around the perimeter. But law enforcement has has raised. It's the large law enforcement torch run is the is the largest fundraiser for Special Olympics in the world, quite frankly. Terry, lots of uh, truck drivers with big hearts out there. If they're around and they want to participate this weekend, is there still an opportunity for them to do that? How do they go about it? 
Absolutely. Uh, just go to, you can register a truck uh, or support a truck or, or a truck team uh, on, online at manitobatruckride.com. And uh, they can register right up until uh, up until Friday 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 night. And if they want to do, if they decide at the last minute they want to register, uh, they can come out to game day at the TC Energy Center in Ildishan, and they can register right there, sort of thing. So we're taking registration right up until we leave at 11 o'clock uh, from uh, Ildishan on Saturday. And it goes around the perimeter. If somebody wants to spectate, is there a good or safe place? You can well, recommend. Yeah, it's it it, it leaves from Ildishan, enters the uh, uh, goes down uh, 59 and enters the the uh, perimeter uh, right at Lage there, and it'll go counterclockwise around the perimeter. So the best viewing for this would be on the north on the north perimeter on the service roads on the north side of the road, or if on the, uh, if you're coming around the backside on the south side. Uh, on the south side of the service roads, uh, on the south side of the perimeter, that's the base, and that's the safest place to watch it. Stay off the, stay off the, uh, off the shoulders of the road and everything else. These are big trucks or what have you. Just it's, it, the best viewing is from the service roads. Terry Hopkinson with Special Olympics Manitoba, coordinator for the 2022 Special Olympics Manitoba Truck Ride. Thank you so much for for joining us. We're glad to hear that you can get back to doing this the way you want to do it. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate your support. Anytime, Terry. Thank you. And you can register at manitobatruckride.com or you can call one 9179 Again, that's 9179 And the event, once again, proudly presented by the Manitoba Trucking Association. Mackling and McGarry, McNabb is on Connecting Winnipeg. We're asking you about the shows that you love but maybe no one else seems to have watched them because the Emmys were on last night and there were at least a half a dozen shows that I haven't watched. And there are a couple I haven't even heard of. And I'm one of the couch potatoes. It just goes to show there are too many shows. There are so many shows now and so many different platforms. And Christy, <laughs> Christy, she's been on this now for a year, I think. Uh, she's like, so Brett, have you, I'm just wondering if you started watching Gilmore Girls yet. <laughs> Christy and Loren, I think, are yeah. both on that. Oh, hey, Brett, by the way, really quick, uh, there's that app or that website that you can look up which streaming services different things are on. One of our listeners was asking about oh. that. Could you give that to everybody? It's called Just Watch. Just Watch. It's a, And it's, it's not... For the most part, it's pretty current, but it's an app where if you type in a television show or a movie, it will tell you where you can watch it, where you can buy it, where you can rent it, and if it's available on streaming, where it's available. Like I said, it's not always 100% accurate because shows sometimes will like, okay, where it's done on Netflix and then it pops up on Prime. Sure. So then you might, but it's a, it's a handy at least starting point. Okay, so it's an, an app I have to download onto my device? Yep. Okay. And it's free. I use it on, honestly like five times a week. Okay. Beautiful. Thanks, yeah, Paul. It's a great app. Um, there's a sh- this is a show that I never had an opportunity to watch. Um, John B. says, Sense8, Sense8, Sense8. Outstanding show. 
It was canceled after two seasons. Fans mobilized, so they gave us a two-hour finale movie. It's about eight people around the world who are connected by one shared mind. Actually, a new species of humans, Homo sensorium. And, of course, they're hunted by a big, bad organization. That sounds cool. Thanks for the reminder. Because that's another thing. You mean to watch these shows, and then you just forget. Sure. Because you get caught in the avalanche. Oh, there's just so many choices. Spartacus, this listener says. First season was absolutely fantastic. It was the first show I ever binged. Unfortunately, the actor who played Spartacus, his name was Andy Whitfield, in that first season, he died. He had uh, cancer and the uh, lymphoma, and the subsequent seasons were meh, says this listener. I thought the other, the rest of the seasons were good, but that actor, I think he would have gone on to be a superstar. Oh, was boy, really, that's yeah. sad. It was sad. But Cat in Gimli is our winner, Mr. Mackling. Yeah, my favorite obscure mu- movie is Blind Date, which I saw in the early 1990s. It's a hilarious romantic comedy starring Bruce Willis, checkmark, Kim Bassinger, checkmark, with a wonderful supporting cast including John Larroquette. Ken Fielding, baby! Checkmark! I especially like some of the throwaway gags like the radio ad for the James Brown car alarm. (laughs) Okay, now I have to watch this. I've been trying to find it on DVD ever since, but without success, no one else seems to have heard of it. Brett McGarry? I found it on Amazon. I sent Kat the link, so hopefully she can get Get her hands on Amazon, but in the meantime, Kat, you've won won tickets to see Darcy Oak at the Burton Cummings Theatre next month. Mackling and McGarry, McNabb is on Connecting Winnipeg. She is going to join us in our next segment to tell you what she's got coming up after 10 o'clock. In 2007, Glenn... Keeper McWinney was reunited with the Grey Cup he first held above his head 53 years earlier. A quarterback, halfback on the 1954 Grey Cup winning Edmonton team and a member of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, McWinney cherished the memories of his teammates and the camaraderie that came with them. When he was offered a chance to hold the cup and drink from it once again, he declined, saying, not without my teammates. Mm, and there is a theme developing already. McWinnie's son, Jeff, the keeper of the Grey Cup, was there that day, and the moment seared itself into his memory. 14 years later, it's become the backbone to a children's book he's re- written that centered around football's power of inclusion. Jeff McWinnie joins us now. Good morning, Jeff. Hey, good morning, guys. So just so we're clear here, you are the keeper of the Grey Cup, and you look at great in white gloves, by the way, and your dad's, dad Glenn's nickname in his playing days was Keeper, correct? That's correct, yeah. He took the, uh, the nickname, and uh, my designation came uh, many decades later. Uh, that's just an incredible uh, coincidence, set of life paths here. And your dad's legacy, for those that may or may not know, is alive at Well at the Park, which bears his name at Linden and Roach in uh, East Kildone. And, and uh, so with all that clear, talk about this book and the story. And uh, Jeff, I've already commented that I need 45 minutes on the phone anytime I speak to you. So we'll need the Coles Notes versions here if you can, my friend. Okay, great. So we've launched the book. We, we opened up in October uh, and had to wait through the pandemic. So we, we really didn't get, our, get the, uh, our first quarter going until we, we opened up in Edmonton with uh, uh, one of the schools there with 250 kids. We had Odell Willis, uh, uh, Odell Willis we had Jackie Parker Jr., uh, Jed Roberts, 93 Great Cup champion, who is uh, a feature uh, story in the book. Jed, uh, or 
Jack Jacob, uh, Jack Jacobs was also going to be part of that. Uh, but Jed was uh, extremely dear to me. So we brought his, his uh, beautiful story with his father, who's a, also a Great Cup champion, 1968-69 Great Cup champion. Our goal, guys, is to get 3,000 books into the, as a gift because the six people that are in this uh, featured book, Not Without My Teammates, they gifted us uh, some pretty good traits um, in the 50s and also into the 90s and right till today with Dana Spiring. They gave us this gift that allowed us to recognize how tough it was with racial and, and color barriers back in the 50s. And rather than having to explain it, they celebrated it. It became a, uh, um, you know, a, a cultural um, passport, if you will, um, when you walked in that locker room. Now, this story has so many important life lessons and messages for our, not just our kids, but adults too. So what are you doing online and in schools to help spread this message? Well, the online piece is is very good. We're seeing a lot of uh, traffic there where our American friends that uh, don't really get a chance to see what what we're doing up here have are making donations into the scholarship program of our, uh, of our website. The website has um, an association with the Winnipeg Foundation. We've had a, a scholarship that's been around for 10 years, and we're, this is the first year. Greg Dick, our uh, chief of football operations, um, helped cultivate this, and we're going to have the CFL on awards on Thursday night of Grey Cup. We are going to, the host city is going to give an athlete it's gone through the perseverance of being this great football athlete and got over, you know, some hurdles and they're going to get an award of $5,000 in the Glenn Keeper McCoy Perseverance Award. This is the first one and it'll be at the host city for the next three years. Uh, we'll be, we'll have a scholarship that's going to be done at awards night and then we're going to revisit it and see if they still want to keep it. I'm, but I think we're here forever. Uh, what a what a tremendous idea and, and a way to keep uh, the legacy of this story alive. And uh, speaking of which, the former commissioner of, of the CFL, Doug Mitchell, passed away July 20th. And the commissioner and his wife, Lois, were huge supporters of this project. They were. Um, when we opened the idea of the scholarship and when they found out uh, that, I was, that this book was, was happening, they immediately, I didn't even have to ask them. They said, we would love to do a forward for your book if you'd accept it. Well, I got the royal assent from the lieutenant governor. And truly, when you look at Grey Cup and CFL royalty, um, you know, you certainly have Doug Mitchell. And then on the other page, we have our, our you know, Manitoba's own uh, great uh, Governor General Schreier. So Ed Schreier, he also gave us a royal assent on the book. So it's, it's kind of nice having... A guy like Doug Mitchell, who who's done so much for our, our league, and and he did the same thing as what Dad did, and what Normie Kwong and Jack, and they did this thing that was was so easy for them in such a hard period of time. Uh, they they made a difference, and you know, to say goodbye to to Doug Mitchell was um, was extremely tough for a lot of people because we it was an end of an era. You know what he did, he he arguably saved the Canadian Football League in 1987 when Montreal was going to close their doors, or did close their doors when uh, Mr. Bronfman owned the, uh, the Montreal Alouettes. And then we, we saw a quick move for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers going to the Eastern Conference. That same year, we saw something that's you know, historical for us. We went from an 18-inch base in Chalice to a 34-inch barrel in Chalice that really described with two verbs, dedicated and presented, 
the greatest history book we have in our country to tell us about some of the greatest constitution of people and men and women that that fought for this country, um, believed in this country, represented this country. And uh, this is what we have as the Canadian Football League today with the, the likes of Randy Ambrosi, former player, now our, our commissioner. We've done a, you can't do that without a great team. And it, it, this resonates with not without my teammates right from 1909 and probably even before like 1867, you know, with, with some of the beautiful things that we have as our, that uh, describes this great locker room of Canada. Now, if parents or caregivers are interested in acquiring this book for their littles or perhaps reaching out on behalf of their children's classroom or organization, how do they connect? They can go to notwithoutmyteammates.ca. We have a fulfillment center that will get it right out to them. Now, if we go to the schools, here's the cool thing. is uh, We chatted yesterday about uh, some schools here in Winnipeg. We've We've met some uh, schools in Saskatchewan and Alberta. We're going to bring the uh, the book into the school, and every child is going to get a uh, get a book, and it's going to be a gift. We're not; it's not free because someone had to actually, ha- actually had to pay for that in uh, in 1950. With whether it was Cal Jones being an African American athlete coming up and playing here and realizing yeah, this is a pretty good place to play. We have Jed Roberts, Norman Kwong that they had their own hurdles to get over uh, some racially and some uh, certainly, you know, from a, a, from disabilities, you know, or different abilities, if you will. We made it, they made a difference. The schools are going to, uh, we've already made the attempts to get on the campuses and we're ready to go. The legislations are allowing us to be on the campus. And so we can distribute this book and tell them about what had happened earlier, that we're a very young country. We were a very young country at the time and we made some pretty good differences in the 50s, and we made some great differences in the 60s as uh, the Canadian Football League. But it's more than the league. It's, it's a great nation, and uh, we, we have to be celebrating this. It's, uh, it's more than what everyone can think. We can get along. We all belong. My dad said principles are only principles until they're challenged. Well, his principles were challenged back then. And, uh, in 1956, his, his roommate was Cal Jones, and a lot of people would have seen uh, some color separation there, but they didn't. They were they were friends, uh, and that was a that was a tragic story too. It wasn't long after that uh, where Cal Jones comes into Winnipeg as a Heisman Trophy runner-up, first African American on the cover of Sports Illustrated, wins the Rose Bowl, comes to Winnipeg, bypasses Detroit as a ninth round draft pick, comes to Winnipeg and plays, makes an All Star go goes to Vancouver after the Grey Cup. Unfortunately, Winnipeg did not make the Grey Cup that year. But they, uh, they played an extremely intense all-star game with some of the greatest players, and we, there was an air incident. A TCA 810 um, crashed, and we lost five of our members of the Canadian Football League, one of them being Cal Jones. Extremely impactful on my dad's uh, recovery after his neck break in November, on November 5th, just 41 days earlier. But um, it, it, it changed it changed lives. These, these relationships in locker rooms, my friendship with Jack, Jack Parker, you know, that transcended two generations. Uh, you know, a lot of the teammates that have done were truly sons and daughters. All of us are sons and daughters of the, of the Canadian Football League. And it's, it's, it's wonderful to go from coast to coast uh, and finding people that love this game as much as you guys, my dad and you know, you, you look at uh, Tricky Dicky uh, Thornton that's going into the Hall of Fame this weekend. It was a 
uh, a great Winnipeg Blue Bomber. He's going in posthumously. He made a difference. So, I mean, certainly on the gridiron, but the locker room and outside in the community, I think that's what we have to talk about a lot. The website is not without my teammates.ca. The book, the story is tremendous. Uh, Jeff McWinnie, thank you for this. And I want to uh, thank you. My, my, my son, uh, Alexander, who was on the speakerphone when we were speaking uh, yesterday, is now obsessed with learning more about Cal Jones. So uh, that's a tremendous gift from you to him. And I thank you for it. And we'll, we'll catch up soon. Listen, thanks very much for your time, you guys. And uh, remember, we can't do this without our teammates. Jeff McWinnie, the keeper of the Grey Cup and the book Not Without My Teammates.